<laughs> like, here's your PSA right now. Stop using Yahoo. Oh gosh, stop using Yahoo. Like Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Tangent Cast, a conversation between two guys talking about the digital age culture and other random things that come up in our world. My name is It Is D Payne, joined always by my friend, co host, and other, insert other name here, Joe Adams Philly. Good day, comrades. So, Joe. Yes. Uh, there's something I've been, I've been looking into kind of recently. Um, and. There's a few reasons. I know we talked a little bit about it, but uh, I've been thinking about getting rid of Chrome. Getting rid of okay. Google Chrome. Yes. Um, That's a big I, step. Yes, and here's the reason why. RAM. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, that is the main thing. And like for me, being a Twitch streamer and doing other things, I need that RAM going to other places. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's one of my main reasons, and actually we were just having a short conversation about this uh, before we started, and uh, the main reason was like I didn't feel like going and finding all my different bookmarks again because I have a bunch because since I Twitch stream and a whole bunch of other stuff I bookmark things like crazy yeah, and I don't feel like copying and pasting them over. Um, but you said that uh, Firefox does that. Yeah, there's actually a way, um, when you first install Firefox, one of the things it does is it says, where would you like to import your bookmarks from? And you can actually select uh, Chrome, Internet Explorer, all your other browsers, and it will legitimately import them for you. Um, Now, I'm trying to see if there's a way, if you've already got Firefox spun up, how to do that, but I'm pretty sure you could then just uninstall Firefox and then reinstall Firefox and then bam, uh, like Mm -hmm. there you go. And if you want, like Firefox does also have a Firefox sync feature where you can sync your browser tabs across Firefox browsers on the phone or on the internet. Mm-hmm. And to get super, super, super nerdy, if for some reason you thought that your passwords and browser tabs were super important to you, you can even set up your own private Firefox sync server somewhere and you can point all that storage data to your private server. So even the Firefox or Mozilla, the parent company, doesn't have access to that data. Which is like, you know, I don't care. If if someone wants to hack my tabs and figure out what tabs I have, that's, uh, you know, my browser uh, bookmarks, that's fine. I don't don't really care about that. But, like, it's nice that the feature's out there that you could go that far and do that. So I like that from a a privacy perspective. And and so something I guess we could talk about, because there's tons of um, browsers out there. Um, like I, I, I could guess some people like, um, be like, well, what about Opera or that amazing Internet Explorer? Nobody or, says that. Nobody says that I, amazing I, Edge or I know, Explorer. I know. <laughs> oh man. But anyway, but it's just like why, why um, Firefox? Like you're just kind of switching from from the number one, like most downloaded internet browser because people don't do their research. Um, and probably don't know computers too well, mm-hmm. to the number two one. And it's not just RAM for me. Um, what, else, what else is it? It's uh, From what I heard and the small amounts of research that I do, Firefox is very uh, ind- individual-friendly 
and wants to help protect their privacy. Yeah, Mozilla doesn't make any money reselling your information. That's that's the big point. Like they don't have giant data centers that are larger than multiple football fields combined. Um, like stadiums, there. Uh, Google has data centers larger than stadiums, um, mm. where they're just storing your data and they're analyzing your data and they're tracking you and they're trying to figure out how to sell this to people. I mean, it, Google. For those of you that don't know, Google makes their money off of not just selling ads but selling the right ads. So Google, their pitch to companies is: if you put your ads on our network, we'll help you find that. 28 year old guy who's sitting at home on a tuesday doing a podcast and target him with these ads because we know based on an email he sent three months ago that he's looking for custom cigar labels and we know you're a custom cigar label company ergo we're going to give him your specific ads like the level Mm -hmm. that they creep into your life to figure out how to best serve you ads is insane that's how they make their money mozilla is a nonprofit organization that receives donations that's how mm-hmm. they make their money. And Mozilla makes Firefox. Yeah. And so I that's that is one of the main reasons I'm I'm going over there. And which me and Joe started to, we like normal, we had a different conversation we were thinking about recording and then we tangent in our own conversation pre-conversation to how can we de-google? Yep. I think that's um, going to be the theme of this podcast is de-googling. Yes. And uh, prepare your butts because well, this is a common subject on uh, Unfilter. <laughs> uh, to the point, like, I, I don't know how many people know about this, and I hear about it all the time on Unfilter, where you can search something. I think it's like the the Seth... Oh, shoot, I forgot his last Seth name. Seth Rich. Seth Rich stuff. You, you search it on Google, you... You don't get a lot of stuff. You search it on DuckDuckGo or anything else. Anything that's not Google-based is you You get all this information so about them. So I want to throw in some clarification there. DuckDuckGo is like Google, but not run by Google. So it's a search engine that's completely focused on your privacy when you search the web. Again, DuckDuckGo doesn't sell your information or track you so when we say like oh if you search it on DuckDuckGo what we're saying is if you use an alternate search engine besides Google to search the web aka DuckDuckGo in this case um, it's it's weird because uh, you know Davey and I there, there's a lots of examples there are people who all they do is they sit around and they they test the search engines to see which ones are biased and it's so clearly evident now that Google has begun filtering your search results based on what they believe is best for you which is like way many levels of creepy yeah and it i feel like uh it's very easy to get into an echo chamber mm-hmm. that way yes which that's more for me like i'm not so much like uh i don't come from the side of like oh the government's watching me or anything like that and i'm like i have a cell phone mm-hmm. i have a computer they're mm-hmm. already watching me yeah i i just want a 360 degree view i do not enjoy being in an echo chamber where because Honestly, and this is side tangent, we're not going to go into this unless we really want to. I think a lot of the stuff that is happening now, like kind of with Charlotte and... Uh, Charlottesville like, and all that, yeah, all the... Yeah, that is, that is an outcome of 
two to three different groups being in an echo chamber of themselves and not talking. Now, let me clarify, is there real like evil and wrong down there from, from groups of people? Yes. But no one's really handling it well no. from any level. No. Um, I am, just for me, I'm not speaking for Joe, I am on the side of, okay, let's get everyone, sit down, share your thoughts, and work on a solution together. Then, or just kind of hear everyone's point of view because when you reject other points of view of people and thoughts and their reasoning, you get into this echo chamber, which causes issues, and you uh, just you just get hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, and we're, if that doesn't happen now, we're gonna see more more and more stuff like this crop up, and it's just it hurts everybody. Yeah, I, I think violence is never the answer, and I know you agree with that uh, in this case, but one of the big things I would love to see happen in the uh, situation going on down south is that give the Nazis access to the television. Put what they think on air. Let them say their awful, hateful stuff, and people will immediately recognize it as awful Nazi propaganda. When mm-hmm. in the nineteen in the year nineteen forty, after a couple of years of development and two million dollars worth of production, Charlie Chapman put out a movie, basically mocking Hitler and making fun of the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie was like the third highest grossing movie that year. It did like great. It did great overseas. Um, it was just you know Hitler banned it in Germany, but apparently we f- they found out that Hitler actually watched it twice himself. Um, because he had a thing for Charlie Chaplin. But, I mean, he basically mocked the the Nazi uh, agenda. And I think the biggest way to destroy the neo-Nazi movement is to genuinely let themselves be broadcast on air. Don't violently, aggressively attack them, which they're going to want, and they're going to want to get in a fight with you because they're thugs. Let them have their protest. Let their speech be heard, and people will immediately hear it and go, wait a second, that's some straight-up racist Nazi crap. That's nonsense. And they'll move on with their day. The more we give them attention and fuel for a fire, the worse it's going like, to... That's what they want. That's what they're hoping for. That's what they're looking for. And unfortunately, Antifa and the left are just fueling that flame so much right now. This division within our nation is just bad. Like, it's mm-hmm. super bad for us. This We should not be fueling this type of fire. And I think you're right. Echo chambers allow for fire to turn into charcoal and for that charcoal to just burn. Mm-hmm. So... That's my uh, that's that's me getting off my rant now. Yeah, there's our our mini tange. Back to the main thing of it was it was Google. actually a good tangent though. It was it was <laughs> like a fairly it was an important yeah. social tangent. Yep, we're only like three weeks late. <laughs> so yeah, well you know I, I didn't want to fan the flames. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, I don't want to ruin my own echo chamber. <laughs> yeah, like come on man. Yeah, I like my which echo is, chamber. Which is just me. Oh, okay. Anyway, um. <laughs> So, but yeah, like, de-googling and all uh, stuff like that, it's, it's a process. Like, when you kind of, when you sit down and really look at it, okay, so let's, let's start off. We have, okay, we have Google, search engine, okay. So, then there's also, um, Gmail. Yep. There is Google Docs, Sheets, that their whole, pretty much, Windows, um, the, like the Windows Office package there for free. Yep. Um, there's YouTube. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Um, that is going to be probably the one I will never de- de- uh, 
Well, yeah, like, uh, but that yeah. one I'm not so much concerned about. Like, yeah, for sure. If I sign in with my Google account and I watch YouTube videos, I, I don't really care who sees yeah. that. For lack, like, they can sell my YouTube video tracking, but uh, there's not that really much there to track, so to speak. Yeah, like here, I'll tell you what I watch. I watch vlogs and video game footage. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. That's a lot of what I watch. Hold on. Let me bring this up. Now I'm like curious. Like, what is actually on there? I watch oh. a, an 18th century cooking channel. Uh, I watch if, Linus yeah. Tech Tips, which is nerdy stuff. I watch a lot of computer videos and then video game videos, and that's it. Yeah. It's not so, really that much. It's, it's the creepier things, like Drive and Mail, where they've got yeah. access to your email correspondence and to your documents. That's where it's like... Okay, guys. You know, I don't. I really don't want you guys to right. have access to all that. Okay, so let's let's take this from the top, okay? Because Joe, uh, if you guys don't know, um, he does teach, and this is one of the subjects he has to research. If I'm correct, that's correct. So this, let's do this. I will hit bullet point whatever, and then you can say here is a good option or something to look into. If you want to de-Google. How's that sound? Yeah. We didn't talk about this beforehand. I just thought of it. Yeah. All right. So let's let's start off. We already hit a little bit. Browser. Okay. Browser browser and search engine. We'll throw that all into one. All right. So the browser is, for those of you that don't know, the tool that you use to view the internet. If you click the little green button and that gets you to MSN, you're using Internet Explorer. If you click the red, green, yellow, blue circle that gets you to Google, you're using Chrome. And if you click the orange fox that's surrounding the earth or the blue ball, you're probably using Firefox. Um, if and if you're using a square with an M in it, you're using uh, Max Maxton, which no one's heard of, but I really like. Is that that power <laughs> user browser? I don't know, there's but a, I really liked it. There's, there's a couple. <laughs> there, there's like a couple power user browsers out there. Yeah, um, I liked it, but it had there was some sort of like issue where. Like, it, it wasn't, like, serviced mm -hmm. well. But. Oh, and if you're on a Mac and your browser is a compass window, that's called Safari. Um, what about Opera? Or is that the old one? Op no, Opera's still a thing. Uh, it's just... Yeah, Opera's still a thing. I just don't... Like, it's, it's less used than Safari, and Safari is the least used. So, mm -hmm. of, like, the top ones. So, Opera... At pretty much outside of Internet Explorer slash Edge, Chrome, Firefox, and Safari, those are the four big... Like, if you're a web developer or if you work with the web at all, those are the only four you care about. Anything outside of that, it's so marginal that it's literally not worth spending your time on. So those are what we would consider the big four. Um, mm -hmm. And they actually work slightly differently. So Internet Explorer has a different backend than Firefox, which has a different backend from Google and Safari, which kind of have the same backend, but Google has tweaked it so much now with their JavaScript engines and such that they operate differently. So th those are your four main big ones. As far as search goes, you can you can change Google search. Like Google does not have to use Chrome. You can actually change it to use something else, mm -hmm. but you're still using a Google-based browser. Yeah. So Firefox, by default, I think, still ships with Yahoo, which, please, people, just get off of Yahoo. Like, <laughs> Here's your PSA right now. Stop using Yahoo. Oh, gosh, stop using Yahoo. Like, there's no security. It's not It's not a thing. I think Verizon's buying them. Do you really want Like, Verizon already tracks everything I do as it is. Like, I don't need Verizon tracking that, too. Like, oh, my gosh, yeah, just get off of Yahoo. Uh, so DuckDuckGo, 
actually is a another viable search engine that you can set up for your Firefox or um, and it's it's great. Uh, it's a privacy focused search engine that allows you to not be tracked when you perform searches. Um, but what about like incognito mode? Can I just use incognito mode or like hidden browser mode or secret session mode? Now, none of that crap actually works. All that actually does is just prevent your local computer from saving a copy of the history. But the companies that still like you signed into their browsers and you're using their services, they still know what you're doing, even though mm-hmm. it's in incognito mode. So really in all reality, like, yeah, fire, like Google knows whether you're in private browser mode or not they know everything that's going on so in, if, incognito if, mode is as effective as non ha- having no saved pictures and videos on snapchat yeah that's that's what it is so incognito mode is for people who want to look at porn but they don't want their spouse to find out about it because they use a shared computer that is they don't know where the delete history option is no seriously i think that's the only that is literally the only reason for incognito mode it all it does is just not like it prevents you from having to go to the delete history button. That's it. That's that is literally it. Um, mm-hmm. Now, for those of you that want to take things a step further, and you say to yourself, "All right, well, how do I actually prevent some of these websites and services from tracking me?" Uh, I know I'm jumping a little out of out of, out of um, order here. Yeah, it's good. There's a plugin called Disconnect, and you can actually get Disconnect for free and what it'll do is you can add it to firefox or chrome and it will turn off the javascript trackers like google tracking and one click tracking and a a bunch of the other ones so that the websites can't track you some websites might think it's an ad blocker and they might go wait a second why are you blocking ads it's not actually an ad blocker it's just an it prevents your internet browsing session from being tracked so disconnect it's free it looks like a, a logo of like a of a guy's head it's like just a very simple logo and turning it on enables you to stop websites from tracking what you're doing you can uh create a whitelist though you can say things like okay comicbook.com they can track me or whatever like i'm okay with that uh but in in essence it also further it, it helps remove you further from the google tracking bots which by the way folks i don't know if you know this but you can switch to Firefox, you can switch to DuckDuckGo, and if that website uses Google ad tracking or Google website tracking software built into it, they're still actually tracking you and they still know it's you. So you've got to go all the way to the step of a new browser, a new search engine, and a plugin that allows you to disable the Google spyware that's embedded to the other websites out there. I forgot to totally mention that. That's like another like it's it's a whole new level of them able to track you now and it's been mm-hmm. like that for years now for a while. yeah it's been there for a while they've been doing this for a while like it google could still probably figure out where you're going let's put it that way it's yes. like that level of creepy yeah like none of this is an end all but like if you're just really worried and like if you're concerned about how much they twist and warp what you view already by your own search engines and stuff like that it's a good thing to think about um and like me and joe we're not conspiracy theorists like we like we we hear them we understand them but we don't go and search for them at least i don't i don't think joe does no, you're, you're, he, you're right to speak for the both of us in this case yeah and so like i know what we're saying right now is very heavy conspiracy like conspiracy theory right now but it's it's true well, um, and that's the other thing too. It's not, 
it's not a theory. This is stuff that you can actually research and you can read the reports from Google where they tell you they've adjusted their algorithms, they, they're hiding fake yeah. news. Like Google will flat out put it in their own words, but they'll, they'll tell you the ways in which they are censoring the internet. Facebook does the same thing. Don't, mm-hmm. don't take our word for it. Go out, take five minutes, and go do the research yourself. It's, it's a proven thing. This isn't like a conspiracy theory. The big problem I have with Google is, for me, I think it's that they're tracking everything I do, which is creepier than my wife. And for Davey, it's that they're creating an echo chamber and essentially censoring what you view on the internet. And you combine those two thoughts together, and that's just a little too creepy for one company to have all that kind of power. Especially with the the whole net neutrality stuff going on, mm-hmm. um, like it, we can only theorize because we're we we haven't even gone into it, like, and this is just something totally different. But hey, net neutrality and like if it gets dropped and like corporations take over it, yes, we can see like the downside to it or anything and everything. But I don't know, like potentially there could be a lot of good coming from that as well Mm -hmm. um where it's just like if you like i don't know i just know i was listening to a podcast when we're talking about that it's just like if you're living in in an apartment building and let's say like instead of everyone kind of getting this the same kind of garbage internet sucking it up you can pay for a little bit higher tier if you that's all you do use is the internet Mm -hmm. and then you can get better speeds directed to you yeah, I, um, and I'm stuff not. Like that. I'm not super thrilled with the idea of the government coming in and regulating internet. Like, yes, me neither. Because it seems like they can't regulate themselves at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I don't know. There's, there's just a lot of things that I don't know. Feels like it needs to be worked on and stuff like that. But this is just a, a total other tangent and. I definitely don't want to go into this now because we are almost halfway through. <laughs> and yeah. uh, But it's just like sometimes I think people overreact to what the president says and does because they just didn't like him for some comments he said 30 years ago. Yeah. You know um, who did a really good reaction video to the president's election? Uh, H3H3. Um, I, I recently, just within the past week, because I was following the whole lawsuit about fair use... Um, I recently watched some of the backlog of his videos just to get a better idea of him. He voted for Hillary Clinton. His reaction video was, okay, we lost. I hope the president does well. We should be on the president's side. It's our country. Like, Mm -hmm. we should be excited for America. We should now want good things to happen. And he was trashing a bunch of the people who were basically saying they wanted to go to Canada saying you guys are losers and quitters like this is not how you win as a team this is how you lose and by falling apart yeah um, and that's like, i didn't vote sorry go ahead no Finish no no. That, i was done with my thought yeah i was gonna say i didn't vote for for trump mm-hmm. um i didn't vote for hillary either um and uh i don't know how joe voted and if he even wants to say it's up to him mm-hmm. but like i didn't like either candidate and that's the thing like you like that's the thing that we have with our government it's just but like okay no matter like if if hill dog got in there or trump oh wow i listened to a lot of unfiltered um if uh if hillary got in there or trump um or gary johnson or jill is it jill jill stein whatever stein i was about to say jill green like yeah same thing okay 
Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter who who is in there. Like, overall, yes. It does matter because their philosophy of the world is going to come out and everything. But we as Americans, like, yes, fight for what is not, like, is injustice. Fight for what is not correct. But stop overreacting and... You know what? Stop listening to the news because if you want an echo chamber, just watch the news. Oh my gosh. Just pick one news channel and then never deviate from that and you will have the yes. best echo chamber ever. In fact, like several news channels are all the same thing now. They all yes. read the same propaganda. And that sounds very much like conspiracy theory. So if you don't no, believe us, just... No, it's not conspiracy theory. It, it, it's true. Just go watch <laughs> the news. Like, seriously, just go sit and watch the news. Yeah, I is... think... Sorry, go ahead, finish. No, that's, I'll, I'll start tangenting. It'll be, it'll be gross. Just keep yeah. going. Yeah, like if you guys don't want to listen to a podcast of like of news like unfiltered uh probably like the best thing I could suggest for you doing is like find some something middle ground left, find something middle ground right and listen or watch or read both of them to get a good understanding of that of what they're talking about. That's actually really good. Do you mind if I share what I do? Um, Go ahead. I like to read Bloomberg and Wall Street Journal. I feel mm-hmm. that those two are both, they they at least lean middle or they're fairly good about being, you know, unbiased as best they can. Uh, New York Times is so blatantly biased, it's not even funny. But Bloomberg and Wall Street Journal, they cover the news without going too far off of either end. So I like mm. to I like to weigh news on both those sides just to take a look at both of them. Bloomberg's fairly good, Wall Street Journal's fairly good, and those are resources that allow me to like it's not like Breitbart or CNN which are polar opposites of each other that are just bashing each other the whole time. They don't mm. Bloomberg and WSJ they don't feel that way. So that to me I you know I do more than just listen to the unfiltered podcast. I actually regularly check the news. That's a fairly balanced way of looking at different publications without going too far off the deep end yeah i also um, i mean t- i'm i'm conservative and i avoid fox i think fox is garbage just to give you yeah. like an idea of how much I, their bias is so bloody bloody heavy that it's just like mm-hmm. uh, i can't i can't take it anymore yeah i'm independent mm-hmm. um and so i i'm probably to both sides lost and confused and i get a lot of phone calls during every election season you must i um, imagine you must yeah um i ignore it (laughs) so uh but yeah like i know when i was before i found unfilter unfilter for me like for the time that i have the unfilter is the best option for me right now Mm -hmm. like i listen to two pod uh news podcasts one is unfilter and the other one is uh albert moyer whatever it's called oh the daily brief yeah daily briefing yeah um but like as we said before on past podcasts me and joe are both christians and the way he shares news is a little bit different uh, through a different lens, uh, more closely to like me and Joe's faith. Um, and it's really good to find out just like the morals of world news going on. And so that stuff like that um, is is like kind of how I watch news. But I know before I would listen to um, PBS, PBS's news, and a little bit of NPR. Um, I didn't at like in this I couldn't find a good I guess conservative side podcast. <laughs> but 
I unfiltered for me is kind of what meets what I need, and it goes along well with uh, the daily briefing. And yeah, that just works for me. But yeah, I would I would suggest like if you don't want to listen to someone that's going to do the research for you, and has a public uh, non-sponsored um, funding. Definitely, like. Oh yeah, just, he's he's Patreon. Chris Fisher's Patreon supported. Uh, he doesn't. Yeah. He gets money from companies like Ting and a few other uh, big in- names out there who do a lot of internet-based marketing. Yeah. But like, so but does, he's not sponsored by like a news company. No, and and I've else. heard Ting on like Linus Tech Tips. I've heard Ting on some liberal end podcasters like Ting and Dreamhost and Squarespace. They don't care what your politics are. They just want you to use their services. Like they're just ad yeah. like. Uh, they're not pushing the news agenda. They're trying to get customers, uh, yeah. and they're doing a good and job. So, yeah. So he, he. That's 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 what it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's go back. Uh, Actually, to... I don't know that he does Ting ads on Unfilter. I'm pretty sure Unfilter is nope. just straight Patreon. Straight Patreon doesn't have any ads. Yeah, you're right. So I'm staying corrected. So go ahead. Let's jump back into the Googles. Yeah. Let's go back to UnGoogle. Um. So so we talked about browser and we talked about um, search engine. Search engine. And even a plug-in to help remove some yes. of the Google tracking. Disconnect. Disconnect. Um, what, what would be some suggestions for, like, uh, email? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people use Google email. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's throw in Google Drive as well. Let's throw that all in all into one. Okay. I, they're all kind of in the same bubble. So, unfortunately, once you do that, they they're actually become separated products because not a lot of companies offer that. There is another big competitor out there that I use, um, Outlook.com by Microsoft. And when you sign up for a Microsoft account, you get Outlook.com and OneDrive. Uh, They're a lot less creepy than Google when it comes to searching your stuff because, yes, they search it, but it's not with the intent to resell it. People are like, what about Bing? Yeah, who uses Bing? That's not really a serious thing. (laughs) Microsoft does that just to prove they can. Uh, I think I have one. Yeah, because like, I needed it for a Microsoft account. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. Like if you've got an Xbox account, or if you're trying to use Skype now, or any of the major Microsoft services like the Office 365 stuff, uh, that's all through the Microsoft account. So you can actually pay a couple bucks a month and get your own domain name for your email. So what does that mean? Like, all right, well, right now you've probably got some email address at gmail.com or some email address at outlook.com. I don't have any of those. I use some email address at whateverIWant.com. So I've got my own names that I attach to the email. So it's completely custom branded. You could pay a couple bucks for that, or for free, you could use Outlook.com. If you don't like Microsoft, if you think they're a little too up your butt, you can still use Apple. So Apple's got i uh, iCloud, and they've actually got an iDrive now that they're moving to. Um, and what that allows for is you can use your email address at iCloud.com for email, hook that up to your phone, and it, it works on your PC as well. There's applications like Thunderbird and Mail on Windows that you can hook that stuff up, like it will work. And you can use the iCloud storage drive um, for your files. And they've got a pricing tier that you can buy more storage and stuff like that, but they actually work. Apple does a really good job of hosting email. Uh, their, their file storage stuff is a little uh, it's not the best. It's not as good as Google's or Microsoft's, but they're get they're trying to get better. iOS 11 is going to drop in the fall with a lot of huge improvements to that. So they're they're doing okay. You could consider that. But if you're like, no, I'm not sticking with any of the big names. I don't want to do 
uh, Apple or Google or Microsoft. I want to use my own companies, blah, 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 later overseas and secure. There, There's options for that. The one that I'm into right now is called Mega and Mega Cloud Storage. If you try to Google it, it won't actually come up on the first page of Google. I'm serious by that. You can go look that up like Mega who's they're they're fairly big and if you actually type in their name it won't come up if you go to duckduckgo it's on the first page I'll, I'll do it right now while you're talking yeah see if you can give that a try so mega storage um i think it's mega.nf or N oh nz mega.nz i think it's new zealand um they provide secure encrypted file storage that they don't have access to so when you create an account there an account's free and you get 50 gigs of storage what happens is any files you upload, they don't have access to. They give you a recovery key, which is your job to save. If you forget your password, they can't unlock it for you because they don't have access to your files because you self-encrypt your files through their service. So you have to have that recovery key if you forget your password or else you're done. They can't open it. That's the level of secure that Mega is. They can't search your content because they don't have your password. And because they don't have your password, they can't reset it. So if you forget your mega account password, you get locked out. But the benefit is mega can't read your files. They're in New Zealand. They don't, you know, they're far out of the reach of anything over here. Google can't get in and read their stuff. And you're the only person that has access. You can share the files. You can do stuff like that. But ideally, like, it, it's great for you. Uh, mail alternatives as far as email. There's a lot of services out there. There's fast oh, mail. Sorry. Before you go into there, mm -hmm. uh, here, let me just say that I typed in mega storage mm -hmm. for into Google. Yep. Uh, first thing that comes up is review of cloud storage service mega. Mm -hmm. uh, then it comes up with a map with all these meg, uh, stores that have mega in their name. And then mega cloud review 2017, mega backup, a limited cloud service for your files, which is not the mega we are talking about. This is, it looks like it's an. Hold on, I can open it up. Yeah, this is something else. Um, yeah, Mega, mega File photos. Storage is not in any way related to Mega.nz. Yes. Um, and then and then they have the Chrome plugin, and then the Wikipedia page. So it's on the first page. It's not there. I'm gonna keep clicking mm -hmm. until I find it, and I'll let you know what page it's on. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting though that Google's very like against them because they they can't track them and they don't play ball with google that's why google's not like uh, google's not really too thrilled with them so if you're thinking oh no google's not biased yeah they are there's a like seriously go to your research and try to find the certain things on google and you'll notice that they're searching way lower than they get on other search engines so it's quite interesting. okay hold on uh just to be clear i'm gonna write mega cloud storage mm -hmm. just so that way i can get a little bit of a closer yeah review. try to try to get closer it's hysterical like Mega is yeah. cloud storage. Because uh, I was getting, like, Amazon stuff with the thing called Mega. And I'm like, that's not what I... <laughs> I I see this going down a path that we don't really want. Mm -hmm. By the way, still changed that, and it's not even on the first page. So nope. go ahead. You were going to talk about um, email. Yeah, so th there's different types of email. Like, there's secure email, which is all encrypted end-to-end. -end, and there's Proton, which does that. Zoho... Uh, not Zoho Mail. Uh, Proton, there's one that's got this weird name that starts with a T that's based out of Germany. There's GNX, there's a couple services out there that do it. But if you just wanted like regular email, there's stuff like Fastmail. Um, Amazon's got email hosts. 
Pretty much there's a lot of companies out there. Yeah, oh, Amazon's got a simple email service. Oh, Amazon's got... You can rent a Windows desktop from Amazon. Like I don't think I would want Amazon to have my email either. But no, but like Amazon's got a product. They already have my Twitch it. account. Yeah, they got a product for everything. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, th- what what is what is Fastmail? I never heard of that. Uh, Fastmail is another. It's another. Um, I believe they're hosted in Melbourne, Australia, and they're an email company that focuses on your security and your storage first. Uh, so that's one of the concepts. They're a pretty good alternative. Um, I think, but the problem is with these other hosts is like there's limited amount of storage. I think Fastmail might only give you like ten gigs or something like that. I can probably actually do a quick check. Mm-hmm. So while you're doing that real quick, mm-hmm. I guess here's a question I just thought of. Uh-huh. Um, say like you're like me, oh, it's just true. My email is plugged into like it's for accounts for a whole bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. Would me forwarding my emails from my my Gmail account to another like say if I get a fast mail mm-hmm. or I I open up whatever, like something on Outlook. Yeah. Does that change anything or does that do anything no. besides that forwarding the emails? Not really because Google's still tracking everything. Um, it's the only way to, to make the plunge is to actually get a new email address and start using that. So like for me right now, I own a lot of Joe at whatever I want to call it dot com. I can just transfer those to another service today and not have to update my contacts and people won't know about it. But if you've got like a static something at gmail.com, you can't transfer the gmail.com domain name. They own that. So you have to basically get a new email and start fresh. And for for those first couple months, you'll probably have to forward things until you finally migrated everything over. Yeah, okay, so then it would just be kind of just changing the email in every set account. Yeah, and like if you're... Because we don't think Google is the actual devil and we're not actually concerned about the end of the world or any of that other conspiracy stuff, you can take a couple months. You can leave your Gmail open for six months to a year if you felt like it and just see things you catch there and keep transferring them over. Like it's, you know, you can take your time about it. There's no actual rush. You can still set up this this other email account. Yeah. Like email for me is probably something that will be one of the last things switched over. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's it, because it's a lot tougher to do that. Um, uh, but email can be very, you know, email can be one of those things where it's like, okay, that's actually uh, something that's more on the, you know, they're searching your personal correspondence. That's a lot of stuff there that uh, they're using that to track. So if that bothers you, uh, then yeah. But I'm not super worried. Like, I use Gmail for several of my custom domain names. Like, I've got a couple Gmail accounts because they just provide really good, rock-solid, stable email that I can access on anything, and they do a really good job about. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really have too much personal email correspondence, um, and maybe that's actually what we can talk about next. Is there are a lot? If you want personal correspondence that's private, there are a lot of apps out there that provide that for you. So, like, let's mm-hmm. say you've got friends you want to chat with. Um, and you know, you're not worried about email. Let's say, cause for work email, like I don't care if they've got my work email. That's not, to me, that's not a big deal. But if I want to have a private conversation with you or St. James the Lesser, uh, there's apps out there like Telegram and Signal that provide what are called end-to-end encryption. And that means that when I write the message on my phone or my desktop and I send it to you on your Signal phone or desktop, only the two of us actually have the message. They're peer-to-peer, end-to-end encrypted. So only my device and your device have the message, 
and only we are reading them. So there's not like some cloud server that Signal has that's storing all these and recording them and encrypting them. No, it's just device to device. So, you know, it, there's an easier way to communicate with people in a more secure fashion than having to switch your email and set up a new provider. There, there's just, there are genuinely free apps out there that are designed with security and privacy in mind. And Telegram and Signal are the two big ones right now. Telegram uses a proprietary stuff they don't talk about and Signal's open source. So, like, those apps are free and you can use them and they actually work. Is Telegram free? Yeah. I think By the way, I made it to page true. 12, did not find Megastore. You're kidding and I'm me. like, nope. You're, you're kidding. That is, unless I, that is bad. Unless I skipped over it, it's all reviews. That is bad. That um, is bad. I found plugins, reviews, and other storage sites called um, Mega. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we're kind of getting close to the end of our time. Mm -hmm. uh, there's one more thing that I kind of thought about, and we didn't really talk about like in our little conversation because we only talked about it this for like five minutes. We're like, we should do this as a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that Google, which I think a lot of people overlook, is cell phone. Uh, if you use an Android yes. device, or now Google is on everything. So, I guess my questions are: I know that Motorola, Firefox can be is is a mobile app that can be done. Mm -hmm. Now, is DuckDuckGo can that be used? Yes, you can still use DuckDuckGo on Firefox on Android. Uh, and you can still set Firefox, I believe, on Android to use DuckDuckGo as a primary search provider. Um, so you can, you can like, you can remove Google Maps. Um, there's a, there's actually another. So that's a big one too, is Maps. There's another app out there that'll replace Google Maps for you. Um, that's called Here We Go, and they do a very good job of uh, basically being Google Maps without being Google Maps. Um, so on the on the Android phones, it's kind of tough to remove Google though, because at the end of the day, Android is made by Google. So if you're on an Android phone, basically accept the fact that Google's watching whatever they want. But if yeah. you if you could you can turn off things like the Google Play Store, and you can remove a lot of the Google apps and remove a lot of the Google stuff, and still use things like Firefox, and DuckDuckGo, and Mega, which has an app for Android and iOS. I personally use iOS. Uh, which is the Apple product, and the great thing is, mm -hmm. if I don't want a Google product on it, I just take it off. Uh, yeah. There's no tied-in Google integration into Apple devices. They really are complete, like they are completely isolated. Side note: Do you know um, there's a company that is making a Linux-based phone? Uh, there's two of them, I believe. Which one are you talking about? I don't remember the name. I saw it on Chris Fisher's. Uh Twitter. Let me bring up his Twitter real quick. Um, oops, if I could spell. Um, purism? Purism. P-U-R-I-S-M. Here's their Twitter page. Alright, I'm going to take a look at this now. Let me see what we got popping up here. The thing is, like, while you're looking at that, um, I really enjoyed, like, I had a Windows phone before I got the Android, mm -hmm. and I really liked the Windows phone. It's just that, man, no one updates the apps for Windows phone. No, and yeah, they, they don't. 
They I definitely wish. do not. Uh, that's definitely one. That's a huge problem with with the Windows Phone Store. Is that like nobody? The apps aren't taken for serious. Like they're they're kind of a joke, and we all know they're it. They're really nice phones, though. Like if you look at them from like a like just pure um, tech side of it, mm-hmm. they are really nice phone, and I really like the operating system on there because it's just so simple. But no one, no one, no one, no one bought it, because at the time when they were coming out, what did I just close? I closed something. Okay. <laughs> Oops. Uh, when they were coming out, that's when Apple was getting their really good, like really good uh, advertising. Yeah. Advertising. So Pure OS is a Linux-based dist- uh, distro that's got a lot of it's standard. Debian, GN, uh, yeah, it's it's Debian. It's a standard-based Linux distro. It doesn't look like there's anything crazy. Yeah. GNU Linux, yeah, okay, yeah, blah blah blah. So yeah, all right. So I'm looking at this thing here. If they're actually making a, phone, well, they're way under their goal. But if they're actually making a phone, that would be that would be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. That would be something that. You know, if, if an actual Linux phone came out, I'd actually have to I'd have to take a look at it. That would be kind of yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, that's so. As we're closing out this episode, we know I know we didn't hit everything. No, we just hit the the big stuff. But let us know, like, is this something that is of interest to you? Um, to hear more about, to get more tips more whatever yeah like how could um, we how could we talk to you about degoogling or even just degoogling parts of your life or even just other like what could we make aware to you what other products and services yeah. do you want to know about that there are alternatives to that might be cheaper or more secure or more private or you know let us know um that would, we'd really love feedback we'd really love to talk more about it yeah like this is something that like i'm not as passionate about it as joe like it's more like as we said in the beginning we're we're fully for this. And I guess I should say just one thing, like, for Google's case, I don't think anyone set Google up to do this on purpose. No. Like, the, the just the whole spying thing. Mm-hmm. I think what it is is that they set up an algorithm, and no one is watching an algorithm, like, constantly to see what it's looking at and what it's getting. And what seems simple now... Like, it was just like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. It bothers me when I'm like, I'm going to go look up. Like, I was looking up some video tech stuff today. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like, like for video engineer, what do they look for in training? Um, it would bother me, and I'm pretty sure... Well, I didn't actually look up any, um, like, product stuff. But I'm pretty sure if I looked up, like, Adobe Premiere and stuff like that... I would start getting all these deals for Adobe Premiere, like, within the next 30 minutes. I'll probably have video engineering stuff within the next, like, once we're done recording, like, as ads. That's kind of what bothers me. Like, the fact that it's, like, this is what you looked at on Amazon or blah, 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 and now we're going to feed you a thousand... Like, I bought this tech backpack not tech backpack but i bought this security backpack thing um because i'm going to be doing a lot of like traveling within the next couple months and it was just easier to to pack and store everything and then as soon as i bought it uh 
I started getting a whole bunch of advertisements and stuff for backpacks of pretty much what I just bought. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that annoys me. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's an algorithm that has not been, it's set up and they just don't know how to fix it at the moment or how to streamline it. We're, we're in the, the age we're we're right now in the moment of how we want everything run by robots, but then we're realizing, hey, if robots ran like all these small little things of our life, there's no like human connection and no understanding. It is all just straight rules. Yeah. And whatever the rule says, it's gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It's uh, I joke all the time, like yeah, bring on Skynet, blah blah blah. Nah, it's a little scary. Like to just think of it. Like in its total outcome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so. it's it's it's. This has been a really good food for thought podcast. Yeah, we get one about every three months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, this is something we definitely talk about. And even if it's something like very specific, like, okay, I want to leave social media, but I want to be connected. Like, what are some things I could do or stuff like that? Like, we would have to probably look into a little bit. But, yeah, let us know. Let us know. Oh, if, you wanted, if you wanted to do a podcast on de-social media, I'm all about it. Like, that, we could definitely go there. It would just take, that one's more of a commitment, uh, I'd say. Yes. That's a bigger, that's something where you really want to know the people you want to be. Like, but the other thing, too, is if you've already got an established social network, and I'll just leave this as a teaser, it's, believe it or not, not very hard to leave social media. If you've got friends you regularly talk to and they're the only people you actually care about talking to, it's not actually that hard to de-social media your life. Because mm-hmm. if you so, want to talk about an echo chamber, gosh, the, the trending news <laughs> on Facebook, let's not even go there. Yeah, I'm like... Never mind. <laughs> I'm about to get... There's a few things I'm about to get rid of, and I'm, Facebook is one of them, mm-hmm. but I want to keep like Facebook Messenger. <laughs> well, one, you can do that, which is kind of cool. And two, my, my thing is that it's totally okay to keep your Facebook. You just don't have to go on it all the time. Like... Yeah, it's just another tab that's open because that way I have Messenger going to my computer rather than my phone. Well, the other thing is that Facebook Messenger, I'm looking at it right now. It's a dedicated Windows 10 app. Like, I might be getting rid of my Facebook tab. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, like right now, I have open right now the Messenger app from Facebook, and it's it looks like just like it does on the phone, and it's on it's a you download it from the Windows 10 store. And it's genuinely a Windows 10 app made directly by Facebook. You don't even need to open Facebook. You just sign in and you're on Messenger. That sounds really nice. Oh, um, it's like so less distracting. It's like an, it's it's way better than actually using Facebook. Or Messenger.com, by the way, that's the other thing. If you don't want to download the app or you're running like Linux or Mac, you can go to Messenger.com and it will open your, like it is from Facebook. It is just the Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. No ads, no nothing. It's super nice. Nice. So that is going to be the end of Tangent Cast this time. If you enjoyed it, go over to our Facebook page, Tangent Cast, wait, Facebook.com slash Tangent Cast, uh, and just, I don't know, say like, wow, you guys don't know what you're talking about, or oh my goodness, I love potatoes, or whatever you want, um, or message us on there, or on the SoundCloud, or whatever, if you have any um, questions or uh Something on this subject that you'd like us to talk about, and we will, we will uh, try to get that topic talked about within the next few weeks. Yes. Um, so uh, that is all, and that is the end of our not so much dumb show today. Um, normally, it's a whole lot more dumb, <laughs> but 
Uh, thank you for watching. Y'all stay cool and stuff. And Joe, if you would. Rage quit.